So today we're gonna to teach you how to choose a real estate agent. Why does it matter? Because if you don't have a plan and you just go online and start searching, next thing you know you start putting in your number and get bombarded by all these marketing companies trying to sell you off as leads to thousands of agents and that's the last thing that you want. How are we gonna do it? We're gonna break it down into some very simple steps for you to understand. It doesn't matter if you're buying or you're selling, this actually applies throughout I'm Justin Conoco from Prime Real Estate. We have seen thousands of transactions, so that's why we're equipped to teach you these tools and we're gonna give you the insider's track to really get you the best net effective result. The only thing that I ask is you hit that like button. It helps the algorithm, allows us to feed more and more content to you guys and just do more. So hit that subscribe and that like button and let's get right into it. So the first thing that you're gonna do is you're gonna figure out what are you actually buying or selling? You know, the most critical thing is understanding the product type. And when it comes to real estate, there's a very big difference between residential, commercial, and investment real estate, and then new construction. And then in each one of those tiers, are you doing a new construction luxury home, entry level, are you buying a condominium? If you're in commercial, are you doing industrial? Are you doing retail? Are you doing office? If you're doing residential, what type of residential properties are you looking at? Real estate agents experience can vastly differ and a lot of them will take on contracts for things that they may not have a ton of experience in because of the fact that our industry kind of learns trial by fire, which is not necessarily the way that we think it should be done. But as I said, just make sure that you understand what you're trying to accomplish first. Once you've actually established that, get an idea of where you're doing it. You know, let's start macro level nationally, right? Because I know we have audience members in the US and Canada you know, if you're in the US, that's, you know, one bag of apples. If you're in Canada, it's completely different. And then narrow it down by province because provinces differ by province in terms of licensing and regulations. We deal with people across Canada. Quite often they ask us questions about things in Quebec and Alberta and BC. Great thing is we have a network of vetted people that we know and we have known for years that we trust like family to take care of our clients. And as much as I'd love to go into a market and say, oh yeah, we can do that and we can do that, it's not the right thing for our clients. Now let's narrow that down even more. So say we're in the province of Ontario and you know we are based out of London, Ontario. We cover Lake Huron to Lake Erie, Woodstock to about Sarnia, and a client calls us for Toronto. Yeah, I could run down to Toronto and do that deal and make a little bit more money. But again, going back to the ethics of it, I won't do that because I don't have access to their data. And something that people don't really understand is if you're looking at realtor.ca or realtor.com, picture it as a big hose, right? A data feed that real estate agents pay for and have built the MLS that feed those sites. Now it's different boards in different markets that have those data feeds that plug into, I guess, the main hose. So realtor.ca example is called the DDF feed. We won't get into the te technical aspects of it. Are all these different pipes. London St. Thomas Board of Realtors, you have Huron, you have the GTA, you have all these different boards. Some of them are closed and some of them are open. You don't really need to worry about all that because if you're a consumer, you know that's a separate conversation that really real estate agents are the ones that tend to look for a little bit more. But if you are a consumer, understand that you know hiring an agent out of Toronto to sell a property in London isn't necessarily the way that you're gonna get the Toronto buyers looking in London because if they only list it on the Toronto board and they fail to put it on the London board, Anybody that has a portal set up on the London board might not see that property. So you might be shooting yourself in the foot. Now good agents will list on multiple boards and there's a way to go down that path. But again, we're interviewing agents. Ask them where they actually work. You know, what experience they have in that area. We'll flip to the other side of that where you see in very small towns, quite often agents that have been there for 15 years, maybe 30, maybe 40, since the days when the MLS was literally a book that you'd give consumers, 
and they get very territorial. They will tell you those city agents have no business selling here. We've sold here for so long and so on and so forth. Truthfully, that's not true because a lot of times you'll see agents that actually do more transactions and are more up to date to how consumers are in the marketplace than people that aren't doing that much business or have been doing it for say 25 years and haven't really changed the way they do things to adapt to the buyers that are moving into their marketplace. Now what you want is somebody that understands the area, understands the sales data, understands the rules and regulations. You know, if you're talking about, let's talk about like Grand Bend for example, understanding the coastline, the issues you might be dealing with on the coastline, the different subdivisions, restrictive covenants and things along those lines. You really want to start digging into those conversations, just asking them what they know about the area, how they worked with the municipality, what type of relationships do they have, and really kind of break down their knowledge. And if they've never worked in an area, ask them what their plan is to really stand out. Also, the relationships they've developed in those areas. Really important to us that we do good business with people. You know, say we do a negotiation with somebody and they don't end up buying our property, we wanna kill them with kindness, be their friend and try and bring value because we may do a deal with them down the road, right? Ask them, you know, how they've operated with other agents in their marketplace and start asking other people about their reputation. Another thing, write down what's important to you in your purchase and your sale because a real estate transaction is more than just a dollar figure. Price is obviously the most important thing to most people. Sometimes it's closing date. Sometimes it's conditions, sometimes it's creative financing. It depends on the type of deal you're structuring, but obviously if you have it mapped out, then you can actually take a look at it and compare when you're choosing agents. And I would suggest spreadsheeting it. So when you're interviewing agents, you can actually write these things down and then compare apples to apples. Now, if you're gonna choose agents, you gotta make a list. You know, I would say pick three. Just like if I was doing contracting on my property, I'm not gonna call one plumber and just go with his price. I'm gonna interview two or three of them and try and get quotes from two or three of them, ask them these questions, and then not necessarily go with the most expensive or go with the cheapest, because sometimes the cheapest ends up costing you a lot more money. Sometimes the most expensive is just so busy that he just gives you a crazy price that, you know, if you work with him, great, but he may not end up being able to do the work. You wanna land with somebody you're very, very comfortable with. A couple ways that you can actually search for agents. Google search, but keep in mind, people will pay a lot of money just to top rank on Google. So I take that with a grain of salt and also understand that there are marketing companies that are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to get in front of you first, right? They want to just get your information, like I said in the beginning, sell it off to agents. They're actually in the business of feeding agents the lead. They take maybe 25% from that agent on the closing commission. The agents call you, try to convert you and lock you up in a relationship. You know, you want to be the one that's being a little bit more proactive and reaching out and finding people. One way that I like doing things is reaching out on Instagram and YouTube. Um, I actually have a guy here doing my production with me who's a beast. I saw some photography he did, loved him as a human being, developed a relationship, and now he's working with Prime. And I learned a little bit more about who he was through that relationship building. You know, I'm not just canvassing and looking for the cheapest person I can find on Kijiji. And then on YouTube, you can see longer form content. So here's a trick. If they're selling your house, you can see how they go about selling your properties and if they have the presence. The other trick, YouTube is very SEO heavy. So if they have a very good presence online and they're doing it to sell people's property rather than just themselves, quite often your properties are gonna rank higher when they come up on the search results. And if they have some information relating to the buying process, then they're obviously gonna be a little bit more dialed in. I would say look for affiliations as well. See who they're maybe co-signed with or co-branded with. That definitely helps in terms of you know, online presence and, and what type of people they tend to work with. And then talk to people that you know in your area. Ask around and if you start hearing the same names come up over and over again, 
quite often that's a good sign. Don't put too much stock into that and also be careful. Sometimes people are giving you somebody's names and they're actually getting referrals kicked back to them. Fun fact, a lot of people don't know in Canada and Ontario anyways, you actually have to disclose referrals if you are kicking back referrals to anybody that's sending you clients. I'd say shortlist three and then set up an appointment. Biggest mistake I think buyers make is they just say meet me at the property. And then the agents say, well, you know, let's have a conversation about the buyer like, process. And they say, no, just meet me there. I'm not going to work with you. If you think going straight to the listing agent is going to cut you a deal, I can do an hour video on how it's actually not. And they're actually signed to a contract. That means they got to get the best price for the seller. Separate video altogether. But I would say you want to actually talk to the person who's going to be representing you on one of the biggest purchases ever. And they should have a roadmap of how you're going to go about getting the best deal, how they're representing your best interest and their value proposition. Same thing on the selling side. The only difference there is the way I do it is I would typically go to their house. It's a very casual first meet and greet. I really want to see the property. I feel like if I got to price a property, I actually physically have to see it. I know some people just show up and say, this is what your price is going to be. Let's price it as low as possible. The market's going to set the price. Not accurate. There's a thousand different ways to price a property. and It really depends on your situation. Plus you get to know the people. Um, questions I would say to ask them, I actually wouldn't lead with questions because if I met you on the street and I just started drilling with questions, you would probably be a little bit off kilter and a wall would go up. I'd say get to know them a little bit. Why do they get into real estate? Do they have like a family and kids? And you know, are they a single agent? Are they part of a team? Why are they part of a team? Why did they take, pick the brand that they work with? How does that brand actually work? There's a lot of you know, high level stuff that goes into that that consumers may not be super aware of. And again, I could break that down in another video. If you so request, drop that in the comments below and I'll do that. Um, but yeah, if you're talking to an individual agent, you know, find out how they kind of operate and where their passions lie, even outside of real estate. I think that's super key because you want to kind of be associated and working with somebody that you would hang out with outside of the transaction because trust me, you get very, very close to each other throughout the real estate transaction. Write these questions down, super dialed in. Have they sold this property type before? How long have they been in the market and how much experience do they have? What is their commission structure and what's their value proposition? I'll break those down very quickly for you. The property type goes back to what I said in the very beginning of the video. How are they qualified to sell this type of property and have them give you actual tangible case studies. Hopefully they came prepared with them, but they should be able to give you real life examples. How long have they been licensed and what's their experience? I'm bringing this up on purpose because if somebody tells you they've been licensed for 25 years, but they don't tell you that they're only doing three transactions a year, that might be a mistake. You might want to go with somebody who's only had their license for a year, but maybe they banged out 50 to 60 deals this year and they're working with a team that's given them a foundation and ability to get questions answered faster and quicker than anybody else. The length of time you've been licensed does not equate to how good you are. It's how much business you're actually doing and how much you're dialing in your craft. Are they doing continuing education, taking coaching, mentorship programs? All of those things really matter. Commission structure, everybody's favorite topic. The cheapest is not the best. I promise you that. If you think agent A is going to sell your property for 400 and agent B is going to sell it for 400, doesn't matter what the commission structure is. He does it for 1% less and you end up paying 4K less. You just save four grand. Inaccurate. Do your research. Go on Google. Don't just believe me. I promise you that in many, many cases, you may be leaving 20, 30, or $40,000 on the table. And if you don't understand that, that's okay different strokes for different folks, value proposition. You know, how do they actually differ themselves from other agents in the industry and what are they gonna do different to really justify that commission structure? They should be a profit center for you and that entire commission should be built into the price 
and make you feel good about yourself, not that you overpaid somebody that didn't do anything for you. Last thing, communication expectations. Are they gonna pick up their phone and actually negotiate the deal themselves? Or are they gonna kick it off to other people? Or are they gonna have an admin that's handling negotiations through, negotiations through an email, which if that admin isn't actually licensed, is illegal and that's a separate bag of worms? And are they gonna answer your phone call? Are they gonna answer your text messages? Are they gonna update you as to the property search, what they're doing to find you off-market deals, what they're doing to market your property other than leave it on MLS? You can ask them these questions. The reason I'm doing this video is people are too nice. They're very casual about the relationships, but real estate is one of the biggest transactions you'll ever do, one of the biggest wealth generation tools ever, and if you're in the commercial space, one of the most important things you can do to grow your business, so make sure you're working with somebody who is passionate, educated, and is giving you value. The last thing I wanna say is think about your real estate relationship like this. You go pay them a dime until the deal closes. They're a profit center for you. A lot of people are equating the expense before they actually go through the transaction, reverse engineer it, have a solid group of expectations. DM me directly if you have any questions. I don't mind answering them anytime. Remember, all this content's free. Hit that like, hit that subscribe button. Send me topics, we'll do them for you anytime you want. I really appreciate your attention and I hope you got some value from your, this video. If you did, drop me something in the comments. Take care.